Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast this week. We've got some interesting topics for you. We want to give you a brief update on the Family Court, Federal Circuit Court of Australia COVID list, which is an initiative of the um, court to try and get matters on urgently. We also want to have Emerson from our office talk to you briefly about when people call and how she handles those calls. So if you've got something urgent you need to talk to one of the solicitors about, um, Emerson's going to give some ideas on how that gets dealt with. It's Nisha here. I'm with Jess and she's going to talk to you a bit about the COVID list in the Federal Circuit Court and Family Court of Australia. Um, it's, an, it's actually a really good initiative of the court that we've used, Jess. So I'll let you talk about that. Yeah, it is a really good initiative by the Federal Circuit Court and the Family Court. And as Nisha just said, we've had a few matters um, now that we've managed to get into the COVID list. And um, I can talk a bit about that in a moment. But from our perspective, it's been quite efficient. We've been able to get the matters listed pretty quickly before a registrar, um, have some directions made about the filing of material, um, subpoenaed material, and then have a, have a next date um, before a judge or, or a registrar for direction. So it has been pretty efficient, hasn't it? It has, and I've noticed that it's really helped us and the clients focus on what is urgent about the matter because the COVID list is all about having urgent matters and it's the criteria, Jess, that you can talk about. But when we're drafting our affidavits for that mm. um, list, I've noticed that we've really had to focus on certain issues and I think that that's good for the client because they can also focus on what's important to get the orders that they need. Yeah, absolutely. So for the COVID list, there is a, a special affidavit um, which is limited to six pages and um, with the COVID list, the affidavit has to address certain things. So um, it has to address, um, I guess, that the matter is urgent. Um, it also has to address that the situation um, has arisen as a direct result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, it also has to address what attempts have been made by the parties to try and um, resolve the situation or negotiate the situation. And it then addresses um, the risk involved in the matter. So whether there's been family violence, any allegations of um, child abuse, um, various things like that. So um, it's not, I guess, a normal length affidavit, a 10 page affidavit, it is limited to six pages. So it does require the client um, and the solicitors as well to focus on the real issues in the matter. So that's with the affidavit. Obviously filing in the COVID list um, requires an initiating application as well, a notice of risk. Um, if it's in the family court, it's a, a notice of child abuse. Um, and then the joint practice direction in relation to the COVID list sets out that once the matter has been filed, the aim is to get it listed before a national registrar within about three days. And that seems to be the case. We've been getting them listed pretty quickly. Yeah, and I, and I think it's important that everyone gets onto the Family Court website and the Federal Circuit Court and have a look at that um, practice direction about the COVID list. Because, you know, if you actually draft your applications correctly and can fulfill the criteria, you can get a good result in terms of getting your matter moving. So Jess, in terms of what happens, once you've, you've filed your documents and um, you wait for someone to give you a date, what happens at that point? Um, so with the matters that we've had, once 
the documents have been filed and we've been allocated a date. We've been lucky enough to get a date um, almost the next day. So the registrar um, or someone from the court will send through an email with directions about how service on the other party is to be fulfilled. Um, the affidavit does include a section outlining, um, I guess, the proposals for how you will serve the other party. So whether that be by way of substituted service, so serving them by email, um, alerting them by text message to the court proceedings. So generally once the document's been filed and we get a court date, there'll be an email stating that we need to affect service by a certain time, by a certain date, um, and notify the other party as well. And our experience is that when we've got the court date and the email from the court we have to pretty much notify them that day the other party of the matter and then it comes before the registrar who's the registrar of the national list and um what normally happens with that jess when it comes before the registrar in our experience it has been that we need to satisfy the registrar that the other party's been served um, I know in, in one of my matters, um, the respondent didn't actually appear. So the registrar gave her a call. Um, luckily she was with a solicitor at the time and they appeared from there. It was then a matter of working out what needed to happen with the matter. Um, so the respondent needed to be able to file some documents um, in, in relation to the application. So the registrar, um, uh, gave the respondent about two weeks to file documents. So given that the COVID list deals with urgent matters, there are really quick turnarounds um, in terms of filing documents and getting things moving. So it's, it's not a situation where um, people are given months, you know, to file documents in reply. It's often limited to, you know, two weeks or three weeks, and then it's brought back before a registrar for further directions. Um, the registrar also will consider, um, you know, what subpoenaed material um, will be needed in the matter, um, who can issue that and whether leave is required for that as well. And sometimes it can be brought back for the registrar before further directions or if it's a case that's going to the family court, it can be before a senior registrar. So the idea of the COVID list is to really try and get those urgent matters that have been affected by COVID dealt with because the court recognises that it's important that we have some resolutions of those matters. So it's a great initiative and I think it's worked well, um, at least for the cases that we've had. Yeah, absolutely. It's been very efficient um, and we've been able to get our matters on and dealt with and moving very quickly. But I would encourage everybody who's listening to this, if you do have a matter and you think it's going to be listing the COVID list, make sure that you file the correct documents and that you make sure you prepare the, only the matters for the COVID list that meet the criteria because the last thing that I think we all need or the court needs is matters that really don't meet that criteria because this list is specific to try and deal with matters that have some urgency that need some orders dealt with pretty quickly. So thanks Jess for talking to us about that today. It's Chanel here from NLS Law. I'm just having a chat with Emerson who's our fabulous admin um, officer. And um, we're, we're talking about uh, some of the experiences uh, that we have when clients call in and, and we have a huge variety of clients with a huge variety of needs. And um, it's important that we serve those clients the best in the best way that we possibly can. But um, Emerson, talk to me about what might happen in your day. What happens, you know, when you get a call from somebody who's um, 
really wanting our service or we have many calls a day and it's often important to remember that each individual call as important is as important as the next it's uh, my job to understand what's going on, uh, take down some notes, but often um, it's best to always contact the solicitor first via email. It's best to write what's going on with the situation in your own words so that the solicitor is able to directly respond and make sure that they get to the bottom of your issue and provide you with the best legal advice. I'm just administration, so I don't have any qualifications in providing advice. So I think it's best that um, people go straight to the solicitors to try and get to the bottom of what they can do from here on. And it's important to remember that when you're on the phone to someone explaining what's going on, it's often best that we focus on what to do from here and work on strategies that will help improve their life and move forward with the issue. I know it's easy to um, get caught up in the moment, but it's often forgotten that there are many helplines that you can contact, like uh, Lifeline and things like that, and they are best with dealing with giving you advice about those situations. I would never want to personally offend anyone and give them advice that I'm not able to. So um, when some people call, like the, the, um, they, they talk about their situation being urgent, and I guess that puts you in a bit of a situation then to work out like it might be incredibly urgent for them and our job is to work out in a legal context if it is. So um, what are some of the steps that you might go through to determine if it's urgent and help them kind of understand a pathway forward? Well, the first thing that I'd like to bring up, if you are in a high-risk situation medically or physically, it's always best to remember that triple zero is the first line of contact. Uh, we focus on... We focus on working on strategies for legal issues. We can't um, provide any safety opportunities. So it would be great to, if you are in fear of your situation, to contact triple zero. So the steps that we take is, um, if you are a new client, we go through and complete a first client form. This is to ensure that there's no conflict of interest. So it's always great to remember that we need to take down these details so that we can efficiently provide work for you. Um, it's also important to remember that if you are calling and you are in a dangerous situation, we are able to offer you a lot of support. Um, we can give you referrals to better places to contact like Lifeline and people in high risk situations. Um, some strategies that we do do are we do listen to what you're saying. We take down really effective notes and we do pass it on to the solicitors, but it's important to always remember that the issue is best worded from yourself so it's always great to write down the incidences that do happen put it onto an email and send it directly to the solicitor so you can get the best legal advice firsthand and I know that um, when you and I talk about the customer service and the best way that we can service customers of Vanellis Law we talk about it's how it's really important to understand what they mean when they use certain words so um, you and I both use a strategy of asking questions mm -hmm. if we don't understand of course. <laughs> um, what, they're, what they're saying. But um, it is important legally that we have the same um, understanding of what the understanding of what they mean, so we can mm. uh, best get that information to the solicitor and 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 work out exactly the response that they need. Yeah, I think asking questions is really important because sometimes people can call in a panic and they're 
frantic about their situation and they just blurt out a whole lot of information. It's easy to lose the message if you don't ask those questions, asking them to repeat what's happened. Can they start from the beginning? Is there a line that's happened since that issue and how we can um, improve it and go about making the best strategies for them. So it's really important to ask those questions. And I know we're trying to give as much time as we can to people who are uh, ringing through and, and wanting to kind of tell their story to you so so that you know where to, to direct them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, um, you know, we're all quite busy and um, the solicitors are certainly caught up in other appointments. Yes. Um, with other clients, court and, um, you know, conferences. Um, So it really is important that we give people um, and they hear our message is that when solicitors are unavailable, we'll talk to them about alternative strategies. But um, really, um, if they're unavailable, they're attending to other uh, important matters as well. Yes, of course. I I say to many people a day, I'm... Unfortunately, the solicitors are busy, and that's why I think emails are the best solution to that issue. As it, um, as there's always a timeline, you can always go back and reflect on those emails. It's hard to directly convert someone to have a phone-to-phone conversation with the solicitor because if they spent all day answering phones, they wouldn't have any, they wouldn't get anywhere with their work. They wouldn't be able to concentrate on what they're doing, and that's the most important thing: is making sure that the work is efficient and effective in going to do something for the people and that's why I think it's always best to send an email and use your own direct words instead of going through a third party. So Emerson, um, that email strategy is really great and I know lots of services are employing that strategy as well for people to get on and um, have communication directly and as you say in your own words, some people don't have email. and you know, I'm sure that you know that's something that'll be sorted out at the um, initial conversation about what you know what technology is available to them to communicate, mm-hmm. um, and a phone call will will um, have to suffice in in those moments. But I guess what we're saying to people is that we really value uh, everybody who's contacting us, and we want to take the time to invest in um, hearing what they've got to say. Um, but it might be at times they need to be a little bit patient with um, us to kind of give that quality kind of contact so we can, you know, move the traffic where it needs to go. What do you What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think it's really important to remember that we are people as well and we're doing what we can for you and your issue is very important to us and your matter is important and we do understand that what you're going through is hard and we're going to do everything that we can to help you. But it is a process. We've got to do things before we can go directly to court. There are procedures that are in place and that we have to follow. So just be patient with us. I know it can feel like the end of the world, but we are doing everything that we can to help you. And we do understand your issue and we want to do everything that we can. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed today and um, we look forward to discussing more issues with you in future.